What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Blakecast. This is the podcast where we discuss scripture and all biblical principles from an apostolic perspective. But more importantly, my own perspective. The Blake cast, everybody. Uh, I know I took a week off there, so a little bit inconsistent with the uploading, but I definitely wanted to get back into the swing of things today. And so, today I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, I'm going to talk about my testimony. Now, it's really important for us to remember that our testimonies are so important in that it's our story. It's how God saved us. It's what God brought us out of and how he's kept us in his will and in his promise. And I know my testimony may not be crazy like getting saved from drugs or something like that. But I do believe my testimony is important because... It's how God's brought me through my life and how I've gotten to where I am today. And so I want to start from the very beginning. So I grew up in church my whole life. I've always been in the apostolic church, never been anywhere else, and nor do I ever want to be anywhere else. Uh, this is home. The apostolic church is home for me and... I could never see myself believing anything different or being a part of any other church but the apostolic church. And so I grew up in church, you know, from when I was a baby up until now. And I'm a third generation apostolic. And I'm thankful for my heritage. I'm thankful for how God brought my family into this faith. And... I don't think my grandpa would mind me talking about this, but really it's part of his testimony and how he prayed to God, send me somebody, the first person that invites me to church, that's where I'm going to church. And thankfully, God sent an apostolic person and that invited my grandpa to church. And the rest is history. And I'm so thankful for that story and how God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And I love that story. And I kind of wanted to throw that in there. One of those things where God knows exactly what he's doing. He knows the right people to put into your life at the right time. And it's amazing. I love it. So again, I, I grew up in church. And I, I always loved going to church. It was my favorite part of the week, it always has been, and I think it always will be, my favorite part of the week. 
I always loved going to church, going to Sunday school when I was a kid, you know, singing all the songs during service. I mean, I loved it. I was all in on it. And I mean, I was sitting on the front row when I was seven years old. That's honestly something you don't see that often anymore. You see a lot of, you know, these younger kids that they sit with their parents all the time and they're probably on an iPad or something. And I'm not even going to get on a tangent about iPads during church. But, but at the age of seven, I started sitting up on the front row. And so that just shows, you know, how much I really love church. I'm not like trying to brag or anything. I'm just saying that's how I was as a kid. And so I always loved church and I always listened in Sunday school, even if maybe I acted up sometimes. I don't even really remember. It's been so long ago, it feels like. But in 2006, I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in the summer. Um, definitely one of the greatest decisions I've ever made. And I'm so thankful that, you know, I was able to get baptized in Jesus name. I mean, there's so many stories of people who first found out and first got the revelation of Jesus name baptism and how nobody around them could baptize them. So they basically had to baptize themselves. So, I mean, that's something to thank God for is that I grew up in an apostolic church. I grew up knowing this and, you know, I was able to get baptized in Jesus' name in an apostolic church. And then, not very long later, I had to only wait a few months, but January 14th, 2007, I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And I'm so thankful for that day. I'm, I mean, it's, again, it seems so long ago, I mean, 14 years ago was when God filled with me with the Holy Ghost for the first time. And it's amazing to think back, you know, how long it's been and where God's brought me from there. And I mean, I'm going to talk about that in this episode, of course. But just thinking about it for myself, it's just so crazy. And I, I always loved, you know, raising my hands, clapping my hands to the songs during service. But there came a time after I got the Holy Ghost, maybe it was because I was getting just a little bit older and maybe I wasn't, I don't know. I didn't really go to the altar that much anymore after I got the Holy Ghost. Really didn't, you know, speak in tongues all the time or anything. And I kind of just, you know, I would still raise my hands during church, jump, clap my hands, all the, all that stuff. But again, I mean, I was a little kid still, so there was a lot of things I didn't really comprehend. But that was about it. That's all I really did in church after I got the Holy Ghost. But then comes along 2009, which is basically a huge turning point in my life, in my family's life, in many people's lives. Um, because in 2009... So, I mean, it kind of, things started to change in our church that we were going to. And, you know, they started letting down on what we call holiness standards and, you know, maybe not really preaching doctrine as much as normal. And so things were starting to change. And, you know, of course, 
with an apostolic family and I'm thankful for a mom who, you know, stood fast on truth and, you know, decided eventually that, you know, enough was enough. If this wasn't going to get fixed, then we can't continue to go to this church because they're not preaching truth like they should. And so one thing led to another. There's a kind of a big mess that I'm not going to get into. And so we left. And, you know, that was crazy for me because I'm leaving the church I basically always been to. It's the only church I've ever known. And now things have changed. So now I have to go to a different church. And for a few months, we were going back and forth between a couple of different churches. My One being my grandparents' church and another being a church that a lot of um, people from our old church were going to. Because it wasn't just us that left. There were several families that, you know, were not going to stand for these changes in doctrine. And so they left. And now long story short about our old church. In a few years after a lot of us left, it folded. And it's because of what happened in that church that I feel that it is my responsibility to keep steadfast in this apostolic faith because I saw what happens to, to a church that turns away from that. You know, it fell apart and now it's non-existent because they changed doctrine. And so that's why it's so important to buy the truth and sell it now. That's why it's so important and why I love talking about doctrine on this podcast and even, you know, to my friends. I mean, I love doctrine. And I believe, you know, the biggest reason for that is because I saw what happens when you stray away from it. But again, we were going back and forth between these two churches. And all of a sudden, from one of those churches, from the one that some people were going to, my pastor decided to start the church. And I'm so thankful that he obeyed the call of God because, I mean, that was a major turning point for me. You know, there was another church, and because we were going back and forth between churches, nothing really felt like home. But then pastor started our church, and, you know, it actually felt like home. So February 14th, 2010 was our very first official, like, government-recognized service. And, of course, we had, like, meetings in a house and stuff before then, but it wasn't our first official service. And we, or that first official service was in a tanning salon. Yeah, a really crazy place to have church, I know. But luckily, we didn't have to be in there long, and an opportunity came up to rent a building that ended up being right across the street from my house, which was amazing. I'm so happy. I was thankful for that. And, you know, I remember walking in when we did a walkthrough of it before we decided we were going to rent the building, thinking... Man, I looked at this church across the street 
my whole life. And now we're going to be having church in it. So crazy. But that's where we started. And we started with quite a decent group. I mean, it was half pastor's family and half people that had left our former church. And we began to grow. And every year since then, we've continued to grow. And I'm so thankful for my church. I'm so thankful for my pastor who obeyed the call. Because... I believe, personally, and I'm a little biased, that Solid Rock Apostolic Church is the greatest church in the entire world, and that pastor is the best pastor in the entire world. Again, I'm probably really biased, but I love my church. I love my church, and I wouldn't trade what happened with my former church because I love my church so greatly and you know I wouldn't want to go back and change anything when I love where I'm at and I'm thankful that God has placed us where we're at and so you know we started the church and I'm 10 years old so now I'm actually getting a little more demonstrative in worship I mean I still had raised my hands and clapped and all that stuff during church but now, like, I f it felt more personal because I think, again, when you're starting out, you have a lot less people. And so it's more of an intimate service. And so when we started the church, then, I mean, I started praying in the altar a lot more. And, you know, God really started dealing with me more. And I know that God filled me with the Holy Ghost all over again. And, you know, I've never turned back since, you know. I'm thankful for that moment. I'm thankful that, you know, at a young age, I was still able to, you know, connect with God in a way that I didn't when I was seven, but now 10 years old, I'm actually, you know, really feeling his presence, you know, really praying in the altar. And I remember those first couple of years, I was in the altar a lot, just seeking God. I, I was just hungry. And, you know, it's sad because a lot of times you'll start, we all start out that way. You know, when we first have a really amazing encounter with God, we want to have that all over again, every service. And so we're going to the altar a lot. But as we mature, it's like we decide that we don't have to go to the altar anymore. Which honestly, as we mature, we almost need the altar more because there's more, you know, in our mind to try to go toward God. Our efforts are more toward him or they should be. But it's like when we quote unquote mature as a Christian, it's like we almost distance ourselves from the altar. And I think that's something that's got to change within the apostolic church as a whole. But that's another, another episode probably. <laughs> But so I started praying the altar more and, you know, I got a prayer life. I didn't just say a little prayer before bed, but I was now starting to wake up in the morning and pray before school, which I had never done before. And honestly, I think it's because of my pastor's preaching and because of coming out of our former church that I wanted to be more in. I wanted to be all in because 
I saw what happens when you're not. So going back to that again, try not. I'm going to try not to keep going back on that, but that's a part of my testimony. That's a big part of my testimony is how God, you know, just provided this opportunity to go to an amazing church with an amazing pastor. I just had, we just had to go through a little bit of heartache leaving our old one. But so I got a prayer life. And then at the age of 13, God called me to preach. And it's so crazy. You know, I was so young and I had never really even thought about preaching before, but then God called me to preach. And I remember going to the altar the night where I accepted the call because a couple of nights before I was just laying in bed and I was praying and I just kind of felt this impression from God that I was called to preach. You know, that night I was like, oh yeah, 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 we're going to do this. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Next day I wake up, I'm like, ah, it's nothing. I probably didn't hear from God. I probably made that up. But it kept dwelling with me. And so I went to church that Wednesday night. I said, God, if you're really calling me to preach, then let the preacher who's preaching tonight speak something that confirms this. And sure enough, the person preaching was our youth pastor at the time. And he was talking about going after your calling. And the second he opened his scripture and he started, I immediately knew, all right, yeah, that's confirmation. That's that's all I needed. And on that night, I accepted the call to preach. And a few months later, I actually got the opportunity to teach youth class. Lasted a whole, like, eight minutes. <laughs> but I remember it vividly because I was so excited. I thought I was going to, like, jump in there. I had some notes. And I was going to be, it was going to be great. And I remember feeling defeated because I thought I bombed so hard. I thought I just missed it. And like, maybe I didn't deserve to do this. And you know, I, I beat myself up a lot over it. I never really talked to anybody about that. But, you know, I kind of beat myself up over it. And... Over the next several months after that, you know, I kind of struggled with my prayer life. And I, I struggled, you know, because I knew what God had called me to do, but I just felt like I couldn't do it. Or like, in some ways, that I wasn't good enough for it. And so, my prayer life struggled because of it. I got to the point where I was just kind of going through the motions and I'm just 13, again, I'm just 13 years old. I've already went through a couple times like this in my life. By the age of 13, and you know, I turned 14 and the year starts going. 2014, I'm kind of just, I mean, I'm not backside. I'm just not really giving an effort. But then about halfway through the year, I'm really starting to realize, okay, I got to 
start getting things right. I gotta, you know, get back together here. And then as I started getting back together, pastor asked me to preach. And he had me preach with a couple of the young men, a couple young men who also felt the call to preach. This was all going to be our first time. And so I had a month to prepare. God gave, I, God had already placed something on my heart. And I was ready. And, you know, I went like 12 minutes that time. But this time around, I didn't beat myself up. This time around, I knew God had given me a word and I preached it. And I'm, I haven't turned back since. Like, I remember the message. I remember the scripture. It was titled, Never Alienate the Land. And there was a scripture from Ezekiel talking about, you know, not selling the land. and I, I tied it to truth, basically, to the whole buy the truth, sell it out thing. Again, this connection with I wanted to be stronger in doctrine because of what happened in my former church. And really, my first several messages, I had bits about, you know, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I probably used that verse in like 75% of my first 10 messages probably. Just because I was so in on that. I was so in on that. But October 2014, that's when I preached my first message. And really, I was, again, I was starting to get back into my prayer life. But when I got, Pastor asked me to preach, I immediately was like, okay, no, all right. We're, we're cutting all this garbage out. We're having a good prayer life now. And I did. I did. And I got myself together, and I'm so thankful for that, that God kind of brought me back to where I needed to be, in a way. And so a couple years go by, you know, I've preached several times at the church now. I'm starting to get a little more comfortable with it, and you know. But now I'm getting ready to start my junior year of high school in 2016. I'm taking some college courses and stuff in high school. But I have no idea what I want to do for a living. I have no idea what I wanted to do for a job. I had no idea. I was clueless. But I was going to take these college courses and I was just going to, you know, go from there. What was that youth camp that year? That it was Saturday morning. The last day of it, it's the last message. I, you know, I, I loved the messages that were preached before that, and they were really good. But I felt like they weren't for me. But this message on Saturday, that Saturday morning in 2016, that was for me. And the preacher again preached on going after your calling. Something along those lines. And I remember a line he said in his message. And he said, you know, go out and get your education. 
But remember, don't let your education stop you from going after your calling. And I remember him saying that. I was like, oh, wow, that's actually a really good point. I never thought about that. And then all of a sudden, I go to the altar, that altar call, and I'm praying. And I really feel like God's, you know, dealing with me. And I remember vividly the moment I was praying up there. I'm, you know, I'm really getting in touch from the Lord. And then my pastor lays his hand on my head. And I just feel, you know, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, like just like he rushed through me. And if God ever spoke to me, I know he spoke to me that day. And he said, I am calling you to be an evangelist. And it shook me because I had never even really thought about it. You know, I knew I was called to preach, but. I was like, oh, maybe I'll pastor one day, be a youth pastor, you know, the typical stuff. But God straight up told me, I'm calling you to be an evangelist. And, it, you know, it kind of rocked my world. And I also felt led and God kind of brought to remembrance that line. Don't let your education get in front of your calling. And so from that day forward, I realized, okay, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I want to do. And so I started making preparations to go forward with that. And so it was my junior year. I decided to graduate early, get a head start. Uh, I was able to, you know, get the credits I needed to graduate. And so I did it. And, you know, I jumped right in, got a job at Taco Bell. <laughs> and, you know, I started, you know, working up my bank account, you know, I've been doing that until this day. Don't work at Taco Bell anymore. <laughs> Got a little bit of a higher paying job now. But again, I mean, since then, I've really just been, you know, saving up, preparing to go after that calling. And, you know, I'm still to this day, I'm, you know, I'm going after that calling. But ever since that summer in 2016, when God called me to be an evangelist, I have you know, push myself forward toward that. And one of the things I did as, you know, a next step was in October of 2017, I went for my minister's license and I got locally licensed. And I know I was so happy after that, you know, it was a great day. I mean, it. I never really thought I would be that person who was getting a minister's license or anything like that. But there I was trying to take these next steps. And, you know, I'm so thankful that God's pushed me and, you know, he's tried to push me, you know, toward it. Obviously, I've, you know, listened to the guidance of my pastor, you know, trying to follow his lead as well as, as I go through there, which pastor is the most supportive person ever. He is all for what God's trying to do in my life. And I'm so thankful for his support and him pushing me in the right direction and helping me work toward this calling that God's put on my life. And so that kind of ministerially, that brings me up to, you know, now, which in the last year in 2020, I preached a lot more than I, I really have ever had. And I actually counted so as I'm recording this, I just preached this past Sunday and it was the 13th time I preached 
in 365 days. <laughs> Which is crazy because I also looked. And that was over a third of the messages I've ever preached. And it's been in the past year. And so God's really, you know, allowed me to grow in my preaching, especially this year, you know, stylistically and the way I study for my messages, the way I go about them, it has changed a lot over this past year. And I'm thankful that God's, you know, allowed that kind of shift to be in my ministry. But that brings that up to now. And so that's where I'm going to end this episode off is that, you know, God's really, you know, had his hand on my life from, you know, start till now. And, you know, he's brought me through a lot. He's helped me through a lot. And, you know, it shows how my life story shows how important doctrine is, shows how important a prayer life is. And it shows how important your church and your pastor is. You know, you got to find yourself a church where you can plug in and go after what God is calling you to do and have a pastor who's going to support you and push you to do greater things in God and who's going to teach you and instruct you. I mean, it's so important. If you don't have a local church, find a local church. If you're in the Dark County area, come out to Solid Rock Apostolic Church, 8991, Old U.S. Route 36, Bradford, Ohio, 45308. Come on out. And we would love to have you. We'd love to have you in our church as a member as well. And you can get plugged in. Will you? I mean... We're doing so many things, especially with like our shared harvest that we've been doing. There's plenty of things to get involved in. And, you know, if you can just get yourself planted in a local church that preaches truth and that you allow yourself to get plugged in and to be used by God, it's going to change your life. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. So what's your testimony today? Feel free to reach out to me. Let me know what your testimony is. Tell somebody else what your testimony is. I know God will surely bless you for it. I love you guys. God bless you, everyone. Have a great week. In Jesus' name.